Hello and welcome to another Movie Fixers, the show where we don't just critique movies, but talk about how they could be, I don't know, maybe just a little better. I'm your host, Tony, and with me always is the reason for the season, the Christmas cheer in my coffee, and <laughs> just a jolly old soul. <laughs> it's me, it's Matt. Hey, Tone, how you doing? I am doing just dandy. Uh, holiday season, all that, lots of busyness, lots of rushing, but think I'm starting to climb out on top of it. How about you? I'm I'm in the thick of it right now. I'm right in the middle of the holiday uh, craziness, but that's okay. It's, that's exactly what it's like this time of year. It's just go, 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 but you know. Well, and one of the other things it's like uh, pertains to our topic today. What uh, one thing I always think about during the uh, the holidays are all the different holiday movies, specifically uh, for me, Christmas movies. So yeah, so t- today's episode is not going to be a, a, a specific movie per se, but we're going to be talking about holiday movies. I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot about Christmas movies specifically because that's certainly the most popular type of holiday movie. But uh, there, there are other holiday movies, and I, th- I think it'll be fun to talk about that as well. Definitely. In fact, uh, what are some examples you think of uh, movies that constitute as holiday-specific movies? Like, they are made for that holiday. Obviously, you've got movies like Elf with Will Ferrell. That's a more, like, I wouldn't say super recent, but a recent-ish holiday movie. And that's a Christmas movie. Um, Hallmark at this point, I, I think they, I think I read the other day that Hallmark made 72 brand new like Christmas movies for this year alone. I mean, that, that is, that is a machine right there. (laughs) Wow. But you also have, I, I, I've never seen it myself and feel free to tell me how terrible I am for it, but I've, uh, I'm told that the quintessential Thanksgiving movie is planes, trains, and automobiles. So that that's a that's a non Christmas sort of movie there. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got Halloween movies, and I think it's easy to kind of lump horror movies in with Halloween movies. But I I, I think specifically you've got like Hocus Pocus is probably one of the most well known and beloved like family holiday movies. Mm. Or uh, Ernest Scared Stupid is a Halloween. Ernest Scared movie. Stupid. That's another great example. And then obviously you've got the movie Halloween and the you know that franchise. In that vein, uh, with movies that sort of just get lumped in with the holiday, I think Valentine's is the other one where a lot of romantic movies come out around Valentine's for the theme, but then some of them are actually set around the day, and that's that's the theme there. That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about Valentine's Day. I mean, obviously there are movies about Valentine's Day. The movie Valentine's Day comes to mind, mm-hmm. but... You're right. I think a lot of like rom-coms get lumped into Valentine's Day movies when they're not necessarily about the holidays specifically. Here's a here's a fun question for you. Do you think Passion of the Christ counts as an Easter movie? Wow. Um, again, it's a movie I've never seen. Okay. I think thematically it's sort of ludicrous to not consider it an Easter movie. I mean, it's it's. It's sort of this the Easter story. I mean, it's not really the story of Passover necessarily. There are also movies with the holiday in the name. For instance, Independence Day. Oh man, man, you're like way more prepared for this episode than I was. That's a great example. Also, I love the movie Independence Day. It's a great the movie. The sequel was sort of garbage, but um, the first movie is is great. And you're totally right. That's 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 a that's an Independence Day movie. It's a Fourth of July movie. Definitely. It will no longer be known as an American holiday. 
<laughs> you love that speech. <laughs> I really it's a great speech. I mean, we've we've it's been parodied and mocked, but you know, that very first time you see um I didn't I was gonna say Jeff Goldblum, that's not his name. Um Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, thank you. Bill Pullman give that that speech to all the the young cadet guys. It's so good. It, you know, it, it makes you feel patriotic. That's sort of what is it about holiday movies that that's sort of like okay, this is a holiday movie. Does it have to just take place on the holiday? Does it have to have the name or what does it have to encompass to really strike out as a holiday movie? Um, I would say to qualify as a holiday movie, it has to relate to a specific holiday. Um, I mean, we, we, everyone, but, you know, we talk a lot about Die Hard being a Christmas movie, and it's not a Christmas movie in the most traditional of sins, like, there's no Santa Claus in it, there's no trying to make it home just in time for Christmas, but it definitely takes place at Christmas, Mm -hmm. and feels like a Christmas movie. It has Christmas music in the, isn't the end credits, isn't that Christmas music at the end? In the beginning, uh, Argyle, the limo driver, plays Christmas music. The uh, That's the, right. Yeah. It, he's like, man, this is Christmas music. There's, uh, I mean, yeah, it takes place at a Christmas party in the Nakatomi building. Nakatomi, Nakatomi, Nakatomi. John McClane, <laughs> John McClane. I've got the Bob's Burgers episode stuck in my head now. <laughs> oh man, you, you're going to derail us. No, um, no, but John McClane writes, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. Actually, I think it's reversed. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. But he writes that on on uh, Carl's uh, dead brother when uh, mm-hmm. to let the the terrorists know that he's there. It's I guess they're more robbers than terrorists. That was just a misconception. Anyway, sorry. Again, derailing. Yeah, it, it, I think we can say without a doubt, as far as movie fixers are concerned, Die Hard is in fact a Christmas movie. I completely 3,000% agree. Now, here's one that I'm curious how, how, what you think. Um, the early Harry Potter films, do you consider those sort of Christmas movies? I say because I, for a couple reasons. One, there's always the Christmas scene where they unwrap the sweaters and, you know, some people go home for, for the Christmas holidays, some people stay at Hogwarts, and it's got that kind of, like, wintry, Christmassy scenes to it and the big feast and it, it kind of feels like a christmas movie not to mention i think abc family or whatever it's called now used to like marathon those early movies around the holidays actually i want to hit on something you just said right there i think as far as harry potter i'm not certain that it's a christmas movie or you consider it a holiday movie just because there's a holiday in it but one of the hallmarks of a holiday movie for me and this one to me is more important than it having the holiday in it is tradition of when you view it so if there is a specific time of year that you always watch a certain movie then I think that makes it more of a holiday movie, maybe just for you or for your family because of the tradition, more than its its original intent. So, in, so, so with, with regards to that, if a family is used to binge-watching Harry Potter, especially the early ones, during Christmas uh, holiday peak season, then yes, I think you can get away with calling that your family's like holiday movie tradition. I like that. By, by this standard... Then, even though we haven't done it in a few years, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the original, sort mm-hmm. of qualifies. Because we used to do that. Uh, we used to watch all three of the extended versions back to back in December of every year. So that was kind of a kind of a holiday tradition for us. I think we ended up moving it to January the last few times, and I always see it as sort of like our winter, uh, winter like solstice tradition. So I think 
we've we've really got a, done a good job of defining what the the kind of different definitions of holiday movies are. You know, sometimes it has to do with the holiday itself. Sometimes it has to do with a personal choice to like watch certain movies at certain times of years, like around certain holidays. Uh, but what would you consider like the hallmarks of of really good holiday movies? Like what what separates some of your favorites from like some of you know the seventy two Hallmark Christmas films that came out this year that we have not viewed for the record? So don't like jump on our case, everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Stay off our case for not watching Hallmark films. Nostalgia is going to be the first thing that makes a good holiday movie for me. Something that I remember from my childhood. I know that's not the most critical way to view a movie, but I don't care. I'm, there, there are films that I just loved when I was little that I just love now because the nostalgia of watching it brings, like, comes over me in like a euphoria wave. And you know, you, I used to wait and watch those movies around Christmas time when I was little, and now I, I do it again, and it just sort of brings back that sort of innocent childhood bit. Just, just I know that's sappy, but it's true. No, but I think, I think that's a really important point. Is a lot of what what we think of collectively you know as as people as great holiday movies are so closely related to the nostalgia of it you know we look at a christmas story and there's this kind of everyone knows you'll shoot your eye out right everyone knows the pink bunny costume and even if you like love it or hate the movie like you know of the movie and you know the things in the movie and you know your family's watched it at least once and it 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 kind of is is in the lexicon as as I mean it's literally called a Christmas story as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah it it checks all the boxes, but if it's not going to have like it doesn't necessarily have to have nostalgia. That's more of a personal preference for each person. I think at the end of the day, for it to even like get to be something you watch over and over again, for it to get that nostalgia, for it to be that classic that for generations is watched. It has mm. to be what every movie has to be to get that effect. Is It just has to be a good movie. There has to be a good story. It has to be well-written. It's going to utilize the holiday, but it's also going to like grab people like a good movie does on an emotional level, on like a storytelling level, on yeah. a character level, whether it's a comedy or a drama or whatever, so that... So that it can, and it's going to be one of those ones that it, because it it needs to be good because people are going to watch it over and over again, not just once and go, oh yeah, remember that. It's it's going to come up and it's going to have to stand the test of time over and over again, and and that can be tricky. There are some old, even classic Christmas themed movies that I didn't even realize but don't want to watch anymore just because they're they've they've kind of fallen away in the times. Uh, I think the big one is the Holiday Inn was Bing Crosby. I love me mm-hmm. some Bing Crosby. And I recently watched that movie again because it's a holiday movie, right? It's got Holiday Inn in the title. It's literally about only opening an inn around the time of holidays. And then he takes off for the rest of it. But at one point, uh, this movie just sort of fails to stand the test of time because uh, Abraham Lincoln's birthday is a holiday and they decide to, now there's sort of a reason for this, but they decide to dress up in blackface for their performance on stage. And I'm oh just, my. yeah, I just, I, it, his reason is, is the, the, the lady performer with him, he doesn't want her getting discovered by his best friend, Fred Astaire, uh, because he'll whisk her away to California and the big, the big times. So he's trying to keep her hidden from him. And since he's there, he makes up the argument to dress up in blackface. But I, nope, 
nope, I'm just like, I'm done with this movie. I mean, it's 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 it, <laughs> it, it's like it just kills it for me. The entire like goodwill theme of the rest of the movie is lost. And yeah, that's a I wow. I did I haven't seen that one. I think I always uh, growing up thought White Christmas and Holiday Inn were the same movie for some reason. I know I've seen White Christmas. But I've never seen Holiday Inn. That's uh, that's crazy. Well, yeah. I think you 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 hit the nail on the head. Honestly, I don't think either of us can give a better answer than what you gave. The kind of like staying power and rewatchability is probably the 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 best hallmark of a of a good holiday movie. And it's like you said, at the end of the day, it's just it's got to be a good movie, just like any other movie. It's got to be a good movie. But it almost is held to a, a somewhat higher standard because it's not like. You know, watching. I'm, think, I'm trying to think of a good example, but it's not like trying to watch. You know, watching a movie and thinking, "Oh, that was a good movie," and then you never really necessarily want to watch it again. You know, holiday movies are ones like you said that most of us are going to watch every year. But you, at the same time, I think really uh, started us off right with common pitfalls in holiday movies, and it's it's movies that I would say don't really stand the test of time. And there's in some ways, I think maybe. They have no way of knowing that, you know, when you make a movie, you don't know if it's going to stand the test of time and want to be rewatched over and over again. But if you're if you're in really trying to make a good movie, hopefully that will just come out in your work. And if you're trying to make a quick holiday smash success, then you'll you'll get the viewing that one year and that'll be it. But let I don't I don't want to be cynical. I'd rather talk about, you know, the 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 good movies the ones where they they really brought it home and you watch it in your home now over and over again i don't know we could talk we could talk about holiday movies we don't like but you're right it's it's a lot more fun to kind of talk about movies we do like what's what's one of your personal favorite holiday movies well top of the list of course is die hard um i've I've heard of it it yeah it (laughs) aside from being like critically reviewed as just a well-told story. I mean, lots of critics have broken this down as to why it works as an action movie on so many levels, but it is also a Christmas movie. And my younger brother Tommy and I would traditionally watch it every Christmas Eve until I, uh, I moved away. And even then, we've tried to get it get online with each other and hit play at the same time and still try and watch it together on Christmas Eve. And that's just... Oh. It, it awesome. was yeah, especially when when you know we couldn't sleep because we were so excited. I mean, I guess we were teenagers at this point, so it wasn't so much excitement as much as just we didn't go to bed till you know daybreak anyway. That we uh, we'd stay up all night and we'd have to stay upstairs because mom would have set up the Christmas area downstairs and wouldn't want us coming down. So we'd just stay up and drop Die Hard onto a you know. VCR, DVD player, it evolves. Laser disc, streaming, yeah. And so, so it it hits, it checks all the boxes for me. It's it's nostalgia, it's tradition, it's a good story. I have a question. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Die Hard Two also take place at Christmas? It does, but it doesn't check all the boxes. It, so what makes Die Hard Two not a classic um, holiday movie? Well, the story falls flat honestly we could put die hard 2 on the movie fixers list if you wanted i'd be fine with that because i watched it again not terribly long ago and i remember thinking like it's not as bad as i remember it but it's definitely not good which i feel like is the perfect description of the perfect movie fixer movie yes that that is that is our criteria or at least our favorite ones Mm -hmm. and 
because of that, it was not watched as frequently as the original, which is just so solid. So the nostalgia's lost. The tra- probably the tradition's lost. And yeah. I guess for me, the nostalgia's lost because you know I don't have anything to look back on. I guess tradition nostalgia can kind of once you have a long-standing tradition, this nostalgia's built. So maybe they they overlap a little, but. Yeah, Die Hard 2, it does take place during Christmas. You could argue it's a Christmas movie. I feel like that bit gets lost, except in the beginning and the end. But I'm just not as much a fan. It doesn't fall on my list. What falls on your list, though? Uh, I feel like I know a lot of them, but what would you say is your favorite? I, you know this about me, but our, our listeners may not know. I've, I have, up until very recently, been a bit of a humbug. I'm not... I've never been much of a Christmas person. I just... I, I, I had a lot of trouble for years getting into the spirit. And it's funny. I think what, what's actually turned me around a bit is shooting Jake Bakes Holobakes. Um, because we shoot that usually in October um, or at the latest early November we're kind of forced to get in the holiday spirit early or at least fake it really well. And the problem is we faked it enough that it started to actually catch. And in recent <laughs> years, I've, I've started to get more in the spirit and really kind of embrace some holiday movies, some of which have been a part of my life forever and ever and ever, and some of which are more recent. But I think we would be remiss to not, if we're going to talk about holiday movies and, and really kind of focus a lot on Christmas movies, we can't leave out A Christmas Carol which is one of the most quintessential Christmas stories of all time. But by far, I think the best version of A Christmas Carol is The Muppet Christmas Carol. And I don't, I don't think you disagree with me on that. I agree 100%. It is, in fact, the best version of the story A Christmas Carol in movie form. I like that it, it really it stays fairly true to the original story. Obviously, it omits bits and pieces and kind of streamlines certain story elements and characters. But it... By having Gonzo play the play Dickens and and narrate his own story basically, with Rizzo, his little rat buddy, being his like comedic relief, we get to watch what's inherently a fairly serious take on a Christmas Carol while also still being a comedy. Having that levity. Yeah. And then you've also got you know, when Kermit the Frog is in a movie, he's he's Kermit the Frog. He's not Frank Oz. He's not whoever. Like, he's Kermit the Frog. So, a Muppet Christmas Carol is a Christmas Carol starring Michael Caine and Kermit the Frog. And I love the way that the Muppet movies treat their Muppets like like they're real actors, like they're real characters, you know? I would love to do a separate podcast one day just to talk about the Muppets and their impact. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I put it on, put it on the list. Write it down. I'm so on board for that. Down. But yeah, I I love a Muppet Christmas Carol. I you know you know me. I love a good musical, and I it's that's a good musical. It's a nice succinct version of of, of the Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol. Was it the Christmas Carol or is it a Christmas Carol? It's Do we know the Muppet Christmas Carol. Right, but I'm saying the original st- the original story. I think it's a Christmas Carol. I'm always hesitant to say anything is my absolute anything, but I I think maybe that's my favorite Christmas movie. I can't think of anything I love even more than the Muppet Christmas Carol. I like a lot of Christmas movies, not a lot. I like some Christmas movies, but that one is is always good. I can put that one on, you know, in July and not feel like, "Oh my god, it's already Christmas time already." Like I just like that movie an awful lot. It's it's on my top top five list for certain. It's number three, I believe. Nice. And that's only because number two is is um, 
it just has more meaning for me. I don't think anybody else would put that as their number two on their Christmas list. But number two for me is Christmas Vacation. Okay, nice. I mean, that's another very quintessential Christmas movie. I think it's my dad's. It may be my dad's favorite Christmas movie. I know he likes that movie a lot, and I can't imagine why. (laughs) So I love it because... It's always funny every time I watch it, but part of the reason it's always funny and part of the reason I love it so much is how much it was a part of family tradition. Um, Mm -hmm. Just this year, actually very recently, my grandfather, Frank Cortese, passed away, and he was probably the most important influence in my life that got me into looking at film and studying film and wanting to be a part of all of that, and... So he would show me all sorts of movies, old movies, comedies, classics, you name it. But he used to play Christmas Vacation because he loved it. And every time it was on, he would laugh like it was the first time he'd ever seen it. And he would laugh so hard each time that you couldn't help but laugh. Now that when I see it, I can't help but laugh just knowing it would make him laugh. Even Because it, it makes me laugh now. It's, it, it's, it's all the same. And... Because of that, Christmas Vacation has to be number two because Die Hard is obviously number one. So you, you just for the nostalgia and the tradition alone, Christmas Vacation makes it. But it is a damn funny movie as well. It really is, and uh, Christmas Vacation's another is is a good example of one of those movies that you know it came out a while ago, and it was always on growing up, and it was always on kind of like in the background. And I, I feel like I had seen that movie a hundred times before I ever watched that movie. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, it had been on, and I knew parts of it, and I could quote pieces of it, but I'd never really, like, sat down and watched the movie. And I remember, man, it had to be, like, seven years ago. I, I can't remember if you were with us or not, but uh, they were playing it in at the Moolah here in St. Louis, the big theater with all the big leather couches. Nice. And they were doing like a midnight showing of uh, Christmas Vacation. And I was, I was like, oh, this will be fun. You know, it'll be a fun thing to do. And I think that was the first time I ever really watched the movie. And you're totally right. It, it holds up. It's hilarious. And, you know, it, it, it's absolutely deserving of being one of those iconic Christmas movies. Yes. So do we want to list all of our favorites or do we want to just leave some recommendations? So it, it sounds to me like you've prepared a list. And if that's the case, then I certainly want to hear your list. I did not prepare a list. I have a few movies in mind that I that I really like watching around Christmas. But as as a recent humbug, I, ha- I do not have a list per se of favorite like Christmas movies. If we're if we're doing holiday movies like in general, then I can't not point out Hocus Pocus. I mean, Hocus Pocus was originally supposed to be a direct-to-TV, like, Disney Channel movie, and Disney saw the potential in it and gave it a theatrical release, which I think was a really smart idea. It, it, you know, Halloween's a, a holiday that is... Mo- the movie space of Halloween is mostly occupied by, like, R-rated, you know, horror films, and you don't get a lot of family movies at that time of year. And leave it to Disney to kind of make, I think, the best one. It's It's got an amazing cast. You know, you have Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy, Sarah Jessica Parker playing these three sister witches. And they steal the whole movie. Every scene they're in, they're amazing. They're fully committed. I mean, watching Sarah Jessica Parker play a complete and utter buffoon never gets old in that movie. 
it, it's it's good stuff. I can't I can't leave Hocus Pocus off of this list if we're going to talk about holiday movies. No, I think I think it's a good one to have on there. And it's always it's that movie that we like to welcome in, not just like there's not I don't know if there's really a Halloween season, but there's like fall, right? So that very first week of the year where the temperatures dropped, you get your hoodies out, the leaves are just starting to drop. I know the last few years it's like the first thing I think of really is we've got to watch Hocus Pocus. It's Hocus Pocus time. Like we welcome the season in with this movie. And I mm-hmm. That, again, that relates back to the tradition of it all. I agree. Here's here's an interesting question for you. This might be controversial, but but we're not afraid of that here. The Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween movie, Christmas movie, or both? Uh, it's both for sure, without a doubt. I've actually had this conversation, had this thought process many many times. I think part of the genius and the like longevity of that movie is that it serves as both. But yeah, it's I think it it absolutely works as a Halloween movie and it's like a, it's like a transitionary movie if you think about it. It's that movie you watch right around Halloween because especially nowadays they start putting out Christmas stuff October 1st now, which is awful. It's like a perfect bridge movie between two of the biggest holidays of the year. Hmm. I agree. It's it's on my top 5 favorite Christmas movies. And I do have, like, a list every year of movies I try to watch all of. I think it, there's about ten of them that are, like, must-sees. But it's number five. Fun thing about uh, Night Before Christmas is I love the first half of that movie and could kind of do without the second half of it. <laughs> yeah. I, the the bit where he's delivering presents and all that, like, when he finally starts trying to be Santa. Yeah. Uh, the, just this, Yeah, the second half of the movie just kind of loses me a bit. It's not bad. It's just... That first half is so good and so hype and it's so charming. You know, he's so charming. The world that he built there is charming. The animation is charming. The music is charming. That that first half of that movie completely wins me over. And I noticed this when we were on the cruise ship a few years ago. They did a late night showing of Nightmare Before Christmas that we went to go watch. And I realized at some point I was like, Oh, I normally just stop watching this movie by now. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I usually watch the first half and then move on to something else. I forget there's more, but you have to see him end yeah. up with Sally in the end. That's true. That's true. So, so you haven't asked me what number four is on my top five Christmas movies list. Wait, what was three? Three was the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, uh, Hey, Tony, what, what's number four on your list? Well, Matt, I'm so glad you asked. Number four is a, holds a very special place in my heart. Um, I think I'm very unique when I say this is in my top five movies list. It is Ernest Saves Christmas. That is Ernest P. Worrell, played by the late, great Jim Varney. And I love that movie. I loved that movie as a kid because he was so silly, and I was just goofy laughing the whole time but even when i watch it now i love ernest i love that character and especially in ernest saves christmas because he's so genuine and it's just really pleasant to see and it's funny to watch and so again he was such a fearless actor i mean he committed because in those movies so if anyone listening doesn't know about the ernest movies jim varney played the title character, Ernest, but he would play a, a whole slew of secondary characters, kind of in the vein of, like, uh, Eddie Murphy in the, the like, Nutty Professor-type movies. Like, he would play multiple characters of all ages and, you know, genders and all that stuff. 
and he's just a trip. And he made, I remember I looked this up recently. He made so many more movies than I thought. I think I, for as an adult, thought he'd only made like three or four movies. But he made, I want to say like 15. It, he made several of those Ernest movies. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. I remember Ernest Saves Christmas very well. And I, I think it's generally considered the best of the Ernest movies. But I did really, you know, honorable mention to Ernest Scared Stupid. It, it is a stupid movie. But it's another one of those Halloween like family movies. You know, when I see little bits and pieces of it here and there, I it, it takes me way back. And I, yeah, I miss Jim Varney. Sad me he's no too. longer with us. Well, he's he's with us in our hearts, and he's with us in Ernest Saves Christmas, which is my number four. And I'm 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 actually kind of glad you didn't give. I get a lot of eye rolls and a lot of looks on that one normally. So it's it's really nice to, yeah. I mean, not everyone I, understands. I guess I get the, it. I to me, it's uh, you know, your list is personal. I don't expect you to like every movie that I like, and I don't think anyone should 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 give people grief for the movies that they like. Mm-hmm. Number well, well, I'll say this. Give me give me number five. Num- well, number five we already did. That was Nightmare for Christmas. Oh I wow! That was my whole like. Hey, you didn't ask me what for. What so? Yeah, you. You're just- oh, <laughs> we, it's okay. So we nat- we naturally touched on two of your five movies. How fun is that? Yeah. It's almost like we've had conversations before. Mm-hmm. So some of my other personal favorites, again, I've been a humbug for a long time, and I, I just started to, to to melt my frozen heart, and it was before I saw the movie Frozen, so Elsa doesn't get credit for that. No. Um, no. My husband and I love the movie Family Stone. The Family Stone, I think, is the actual title of the movie. You know, um, uh, I, Jake, Jake from Jake Bakes loves that movie, too, The Family Stone. Yeah, that's one thing that Jake and I really bond over. It's one of many things that Jake and I bond over, but that's definitely one of them. I love the cast. Um, it's a good, like, tearjerker drama, and I, I, you know this about me. I like a good cry. One of my favorite hobbies is to drink gin and tonics on airplanes and cry during sad movies. So that's a really good sad movie to cry during. I want to transition into some recommendations because I, these I, these are some movies that I wouldn't call my favorites, but I, I I don't want to not talk about them. There's a recent anime, I say recent, a couple of mov- uh, years ago, recent animated Christmas movie called Arthur Christmas that I remember when I saw the trailer for, I kind of just didn't care. It just looked like, you know... It looked like all those other animated Christmas movies that I just don't care about. But we ended up watching it, and it's got an amazing cast. Uh, it's got Jim Broadbent playing Santa. Oh. It's got Bill Nye playing Grandpa Santa. It's <laughs> okay. got Hugh Laurie playing one of Santa's sons. And uh, James McAvoy playing Arthur Christmas, who's the, the, the title character, and Santa's other son. And it's just this really cute and hilarious story about you know the the dynasty of santas and how there's like a lineage of santas and you know hugh laurie's character is the one that's like meant to take over the mantle from jim broadbent's santa character but of course it doesn't go how he expects and arthur's the little you know dinky rail thin uh klutz of a character that believes in the true spirit of christmas and it just all those those little hallmarks of a christmas movie um, totally work in this one, and it's absolutely hilarious, and I, I, I can't recommend that one enough for people. 
Nice. I think my other recommendations, like you said, maybe not the best ever, but ones that people might forget. There's your classics that no one forgets, like White Christmas, which is amazing. And Yeah, White Christmas is one of those older Christmas movies that I think really stands the test of time. I love White Christmas. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's good old Jimmy Stewart and It's a Wonderful Life. Man, how did I not even think about that one? That's Yeah, that's quintessential Christmas right there. Mm-hmm. But there are some more modern when I guess they're older now, movies that I always go back to, and they're still good. One is Scrooged with Bill Murray. <laughs> I still can't watch that movie to this day. It scared me so much as a kid, and I've never tried watching it again. It, it gets again. a little creepy uh, at some points. I remember that. Fun fact, Bill Murray was in another holiday movie called Groundhog Day, which I would highly recommend on the holiday movie list. Oh, man, great Great pick. I, you know, there aren't a lot of Groundhog Day movies, and I would say Groundhog Day is probably the most iconic Groundhog Day movie I can think of. That's a that's a great movie. <laughs> but another Christmas movie people uh, forget often, but I think is really good, is The Ref with Dennis Leary and... Um, so you got Kevin Spacey and I... Yeah, I was wondering how long it was going to take you to mention that movie in this, because I, I know you, I've known you long enough that I know that's a Christmas movie of yours. And I was surprised it took us half an hour for you to, to mention that one. It would make the top 10, but it would be kind of further down. It's a great movie. Dennis Leary really steals the show, but it does a really good job of showing dysfunction in a family, but at ultimately overcoming it, or at least loving someone despite their faults or in in lieu of their faults yeah it's and it's funny i i like i like funny especially in my holiday films doesn't always have to be funny but i i sure get a kick out of it well speaking of funny uh, another recommendation i want to give this is a much more recent movie in fact i think it came out maybe two years ago um and it's it's definitely on like the raunchier side of, of humor so if that's not your speed i don't really recommend it but if you're you're in for a good laugh with an again another I, i've got a thing for good casts but uh there was a movie came out a couple years ago called the night before and it has seth rogan and um joseph gordon levitt oh and yeah i hate that i can't remember his name right now but the guy that plays falcon and avengers anyways the three of them play like high school best friends that are all grown now and speaking of tradition they have you know, they've had this tradition ever since one of their family members died at, of getting together every Christmas. And they have all these things that they do. Well, of course, now they're grown and they're like they have a wife or they have a career. Or they have whatever. So, you know, they're, they're starting to lose that tradition. But George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is the one that, you know, refuses to grow up and just wants to have one more Christmas with his bros. And the the night that follows is is all madcap and hilarious and it's it's one i i don't recommend that you watch just by yourself i don't think it's as enjoyable but watching with like a a, a couple of friends or a group it, it is a it is a really fun group movie i i enjoyed it so much more than i expected to real quick matt the uh third amigo in that group was anthony mackie and yes he played anthony mackie thank yeah. you i'm very glad you looked it up because i was not landing on that name no i I figured i was i forgot the uh female lead in the ref which i'm also looking up because we we can't keep forgetting people it really hurts our professionalism judy davis was the female lead in the ref so there we go Uh, judy davis judy davis of course we saved it right there let's see Uh, any other movies any other holiday movies we want to talk about before we talk about our next movie fixer movie 
so many. I think I'll go ahead and just come out and say I'm also going to be watching, as always, Charlie Brown Christmas, which, mm-hmm. sh- short, wonderful one, and the original Grinch, uh, Dr. Seuss Tale Retold, just because, again, nostalgia. I'm all about it, especially for holiday films. I The the only other holiday movie that I watch, I'd say there's three holiday movies I watch every single year, and I've mentioned two of them already. I love... Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol and the Family Stone. I love the movie Love Actually. It, there it, it is. It absolutely tickles me pink. I especially Bill Nye's character and his storyline with his agent, and that stupid, stupid song that it's it, he's singing through the whole movie that he hates himself, but it's like a part of him. And um, and talk about again, I, man, I feel like I'm talking about cast a lot lately. But Love Actually is another one where everyone you know is in that movie. And it just it I think what I like about that movie is is it's kind of low key and noncommittal because it has like all these short stories kind of woven together. It feels like a, a like a little light journey and it's a fun one to kind of throw on while wrapping Christmas gifts and um I don't really bake, but you know, when I'm editing Jake baking things, it's a fun one to throw on, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do bake sometimes. I like to bake peanut butter cookies. The ones that have like the little chocolate chip or chocolate kiss in them. Oh, yeah. That sounds really good. They're really good. They're super easy to make. So let's get in the kitchen and let's get started. (laughs) Wrong show, Matt. Wrong show. (laughs) Oh, they're all running together now. I can't help it. (laughs) Well, speaking of shows, what's our next movie fixer going to be about? Do you want to you want to take this one? You want to tell everybody you want to give them the good news? Audience, I've been dreading this for so long. I've accidentally thought it was coming up two podcasts in a row now but now it's here it's finally here and i'm finally gonna have to watch this movie because i have never watched it oh we were just talking about so many happy things i want to go back and talk about that i'm so sorry all right all right all right the suspense is over three episodes later i am going to tell you that we are going to do our darndest to fix sam raimi's original spider-man 3 not the first one, not the second one, though Lord knows they could use a good fixin'. We are going to jump all the way in to the deep end and try and fix Spider-Man 3. Have you seen it? No, I have also not seen it. Uh, you and I were just talking about this recently. I you, I think because you avoided it for all these years, I have, in, in an effort of um, brotherhood and camaraderie, also avoided Spider-Man 3 for all these years. I appreciate that, man. But I did find out a piece of information from your brother that I did not know, and I I, got to tell you, Tone, I'm actually a little scared about this next episode. Do you know why I'm scared? Oh, do share. I was not aware that there's a full-on musical number in Spider-Man 3, and my biggest fear is that I'm going to accidentally like this movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. I don't know if we could be friends anymore. You know, I I actually haven't seen it. I've seen enough clips and I know enough about it that I uh-huh. I think I'm going to be I'm not going to be surprised. I've rewatched yeah. the first two just to make sure I've never cared for them. I'm a Spider-Man's my biggest superhero. I mean, Peter Parker especially and I rewatched the first two. I took a, a couple notes on those, and when we do this podcast, I'm going to just sort of refer to the movies a lot as a whole and what's been wrong with them. I'm I'm yeah. not expecting to be surprised a lot with Spider-Man 3, 
but oh my golly, it's I think it's part of the reason I got into movie fixing secretly was to to just know that things could be better than than the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series. <laughs> well, I look forward to talking to you about Spider-Man 3. I don't know how excited I am to watch Spider-Man 3. I again, knowing there's a musical number, it's got it's it's got me a little bit excited. And you know me, I also I like a good train wreck. So if it, <laughs> if it is a train wreck, then then I might actually secretly like the movie. Oh we'll boy! Find out. <laughs> you realize we're going to have to ask Jessa Ducci to watch it to do our recap for us. She's already aware. I I wanted to give her enough time so that she if she wanted to watch it in like ten minute bursts here and there she could <laughs> just to make it a little more tolerable. So are she, we, she's been given ample notice. Are we bad friends? <laughs> we're no no no. You're you're getting the. That's not how you use that word. We're great friends. Okay. I love it. All right, Tone, give us our credits. Credits. Credits are your hosts, myself, Tony, and my fellow movie fixer, Matt. Executive producers, as always, are Chrissy Faith and Hayden Smith. Uh, recaps normally provided by Jessa Ducci. Uh, we wanted to get a favorites Christmas christmas movie list from her uh, for this one but we did not give her any notice so <laughs> she uh she could not get that to us artwork always always provided by the great nicoducci and of course our fellow mfers our fans our listeners you guys matt uh how can our listeners get in touch with us and tell us what they uh what they love uh for holiday films what their traditions are you can find us online at 30-something.digital. That's 30-something spelled out dot digital. Uh, there is no www. There is no dot com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash only on TSD. You can also find us on Twitter also at only on TSD and Instagram at only on TSD. Uh, you can also email us if emailing is kind of your thing and you really like sending emails. We can receive emails at contact at only on TSD. Dot com. Emails are a great way to uh, send us like any like in-depth reviews. A couple of our uh, awesome listeners love to do that, and I promise I do read them. Yeah, if you ever want to send us a message and then know that we're going to see it in about five to six days, then email is the definite way to go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be sooner than that. But We have gotten better, you're right. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I know it's not our traditional type, but we like to work something different in every now and then just to spice things up. And I guess we'll be swinging in on a web line in the next couple weeks with Spider-Man 3. Yeah, uh, how long did you work on that joke? Uh, just <laughs> longer than they worked on that script. <laughs> oh, but um, boom. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Movie Fixers. Have a wonderful, safe Christmas or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate, and have a great new year. Bye.